HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Host of Full Service Radio, you're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Welcome to Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network, where dining and dating collide in New York City. I'm one of your hosts, food writer Jacqueline Raposo. You can catch me on everything as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And I am your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, a writer, a musician, occasionally a bartender and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I'm psyched for today's episode. I'm 33, straight, and totally single. I'm psyched that you're psyched, because in a little bit, we're going to be joined by Will and Julie Horowitz. They are the chef-manager sibling team of Ducks Eatery and Harry and Ida's here in New York City's East Village. They spend a lot of time together, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But first, Ben, let's talk about kids. Uh, So last week, I had a story published on Cosmopolitan titled, I Can't Have Children, But I Don't Want to Anyway. Thank you very much. Uh, It's in the sex and relationship section in case anybody else wants to look it up. I'd appreciate it. And it brought up a lot of conversations in my life. So I welcomed thoughts and questions from listeners and friends and readers. And I want to touch on some of them, um, including, of course, how this plays into dating. Uh, But before that, let's establish that neither of us wants children. Ben, why don't you want children? Well, I am not totally 100% decided on whether or not I want them. I'm lucky to be a guy and that I've got a lot more time to kind of make that decision than Yeah, um, yeah I'm 34. Like, do. if I did, it's a tighter window. Like, you're going to want to get that done. Right, if I did, which I don't, Fairly which is soon. why I win at life. Um, it's awesome. Ha, 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 ha. Um, but yeah, so I've got some time to kind of figure that out for myself. I'm leaning toward no. Um, I think for a number of reasons. I think the main one being that I'm not dying to do it. Um, if you met somebody who was dying to do it, would that sway you? I mean, that's I think the one reason why I'm like leaving it on the table for myself is that I have so much open space in my life. I've I've committed to so few things in my life so far, which um, leaves a lot of room for me to have amazing experiences and um, for me to have my 
the possibilities are kind of endless for me at the moment. Um, and hopefully one of the things that will narrow those possibilities down is meeting someone awesome. Um, and if I meet a great woman and she really wants kids and that's really important to her, I could see that becoming something that becomes more important to me. Good. Um, and that's good. I think, I think for other people, like I think that having kids, if you are more fervently in either camp though, like I do not want kids. I considered it once with one guy and looking back, thank God we broke up because that would have been a huge change to what I want in life that not that you'd regret having children no matter what I'm sure, but like, it, it was. It's fundamentally different from. Why what were I you want considering it with him? Because I was like madly in love with him. Because and because and because he could offer me the life with children that I would settle for. It wasn't going to be moving to the suburbs, being a soccer mom, having a minivan, living in a house. It was going like he traveled the world. Like he, it was so like so looking back, it was sure so juvenile. That it, are you sure that if you fell madly in love with someone again and they could offer you that same possibility, that that wouldn't change? For no, you I'm then? five years older now. I'm much more fervent in what I want and who I am. And I really like that was a blip. That was like a week in my life. That was a blip. Um, no, I'm much more excited now. I'm much. I'm in the camp. I do not want children. I'm in the camp. Um, but that brings us up to a good thing that a listener asked, that a listener sent in about dating people with kids. Yeah. So would you date someone who had kids already? It would depend on the circumstance. Again, it would depend if this person wanted me to be like to move to the suburbs. And be a soccer mom. Like, that's not what I want for my life in general. So that person probably no. If it was somebody who lived in the city, somebody who traveled, somebody whose kid was, if they were a part-time dad, like, do I want, like, two kids under eight that this person's a sole provider for? No, because then I'd be essentially becoming a mom. It would depend on the circumstance of what else that person brought to the table. So you're talking about potentially someone with like older kids, maybe. Yeah, or one, or a kid that they split custody with. But again, it would depend mostly on the large part of this person as a human being, other than being a father. Like that would play into it. Like it, how much, how in love with them you are, basically, or like no, how, because I, no, because to me this is something that comes up in the beginning. You know, it's not like it's it's like you have to if you meet somebody online, they say they have kids. It's a choice right. you have to make from right. the beginning. It's not like totally. I'm going to fall in love with Fair. them and then meet their and then find out they have a kid. Okay. Did, there's other problems. <laughs> but so then, yeah, right. Um, so then, what are the qualities that someone would need to have for you to date them? If they, I do don't know. Kids? It depends on it depends on different people. It depends on the person. I'm not. I'm just gonna say I'm not like I'm not completely against it. Like this guy Ryan uh, wrote in and said like, let, hold on, let me look exactly see what he said so I don't misquote him. Uh, he said, "My advice, whoever you may date in the future, meet the kid. It says a lot about the man. That's true. Probably, which is very right? very true. Which is very very true. So if I met a man." who I clicked with to begin with. You and I have talked about how not like every first date, most first dates don't like end up wanting a second date. If it got far enough that I was really into the guy and he had a kid, of course, meet the kid, see how that that plays into their life. It's not like I have rules right now for what would work and what wouldn't work. You know, I don't have rules for in general for the kind of person. Yeah, I although the whole date. thing of meet the kid because it says a lot about the man, I feel like you should be able to learn enough about the man without having to I agree meet with that the too. kid. I completely agree like, with that. Like, I shouldn't too. be learning about the person I'm dating through their kid more than I am learning about them through them. True. Right? True. Let's, let's go to a different topic from another person who sent in um, a, a tidbit of information for us. This is, comes from Amanda. She says that she's lucky that her husband never wanted children either. My in-laws, however, she says, refuse to accept it. They think I convinced him. I'm not going to change my mind. I like my life. 
Um, they need and to butt that's out. Okay, they do need to butt out. And then she goes on. I hate the stigma that comes with having no kids. Who's going to take care of you? You'll regret it. You're selfish. I hate that too. I'm not selfish because I don't want well, kids. Well, I wrote for, this in the story. First of all, that that like those statements right there are just like antithetical in themselves. Like. Who's going to take care of you? Being the first question, right. and then you're selfish you know for not having them. Who's going to take care them. of you? Like, the two hundred thousand dollars that you didn't spend on the kid is going to take care of you. You're going to be able to hire people to take two hundred thousand. Uh, kids cost a lot more than. Well, that's I, I read that stat somewhere that before college, a, like a typical middle class kid costs the parent two hundred thousand dollars. So we're talking about like public schools. We're not talking about kids who go to like you know. We're not talking about up kid, their kids. Two hundred thousand dollars. That two hundred thousand dollars that I'm going to save can pay for me to have somebody come and wipe my ass later in life oh, and not have a kid do it no the mental image here is just you're welcome very happy monday benjamin um, um but then the other part about being selfish like we do not have a population crisis in this country everyone everyone is selfish let's just like i everyone hate, has some part of them that is selfish you know, yeah. every action that every human being undertakes is selfish i disagree but that's because you're you and I'm me. <laughs> well, <laughs> everything everyone this. does is serving a need of theirs. Can we agree yeah, on that? Yeah, it's not exactly the same as being selfish. Well, it's, it is. I mean, it's it's serving yourself. It's not the same as being self-centered, maybe, but... I think these are three different terms. Selfish, self-centered, and self-serving. Anyway, so let's talk about self-serving. So you, so everything you do is self-serving. I can agree with that. To some degree. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, and, you know... Self-centered, I think, or greedy, or you know, egotistical, or and that's you know, what people are implying when they say you're selfish if you don't have kids. Yeah, and I think that's absurd. I think, in fact, the opposite of true is true of a lot of people who do have kids. Um, not to call anyone out or anything, but like people oftentimes have kids because it's the thing you do. When right. you get to a certain age, or because you know there's you want more meaning in your life, exactly. Which those to me are selfish reasons, as opposed to like the actual desire to bring a kid into the world and being in the position to be a good parent. Before people out there hate this, I do want to point out that Ben and I both love kids. <laughs> like Ben has a niece that he loves. I she's pretty much the only kid I love, though. To oh, be well, see, honest, I love, well, I I have love a lot of my niece love kids. to death. There are a lot of children that I love. I love. Okay, that's not true. Kids, I, there's other children but, I love too. Right. So I just want people out there to know that that we are not evil human beings. It's not like we are anti-children, and we're not anti-children for other people either. We're speaking purely. For I ourselves. just I like the ones that I know. I also see the thing is I so my niece there's my niece and I have other friends who have amazing children and I am yeah. the guide father. You are of the guide father of a mutual friend of ours, young boy. Um, poor boy, <laughs> I no. can't believe they chose you. <laughs> oh my god, how dare you well, say this? I'm sorry, but on this show we've established that you're like the sad, pessimistic one a little bit. So maybe, maybe, maybe little L will. So will when he's experiencing those feelings. He will know that he's not well, alone. Luckily, he, and luckily, he's got another gu- guide parent, too, who maybe will balance it out a little bit. Wow, I just can't believe how insulting you're being t- toward I'm me right now. I'm not being insulting to you. Awful. I'm um, sorry. Little Larkin, you have an amazing guide father, and you're going to have an amazing you life. You do, Little Larkin. And I'm going to teach you, you so many are. great things about the world. You're very just, lucky, just you Little wait Larkin. And see. Um... Uh, do we have all right, so quickly before we wrap this segment up so uh, finances that's another thing that somebody wrote in um, sent an article in the Huffington Post about you know a 51 year old woman being able to afford rate, you know having a business retiring See, to, to that's me, great finances is a huge part of that it that is amazing for her and I think that is a huge part of it although on to my estimation the financial piece 
is not so much important for like the finances that I'm going to save, but about am do I have the money, the right. resources to actually raise a child the right way and in a way that they're going to have a raise your hand in, in this room if you do. None of us raised our hands. Yes, just, there you go. Yeah. So, and a lot of people have children in those circumstances right, anyway. And it makes life a lot and more. And to me, that's much that's more hard. selfish than yeah, deciding not to have a kid. Exactly. Um, finally, is there anything you want to say finally about this before we take off? Um, I'm just looking through our notes here. Sorry, listeners, we have a lot of notes because a lot of people sent in some great stuff. Um, I, I'll chime in on would I date someone who has a kid because I didn't do. go there yet. Um, I don't know that I would, or I, I don't know that I would as something that would be like something that I would consider to be a long term something I'm interested in pursuing for. Why a, not? Um, because unless I really 100 percent think it's going to last forever, which you can never know, I don't think it's fair to the child to have men and too and many men and women and of, coming yeah. uh, coming out of the life, you know? Well, that, so, I think that goes pretty classically into when it's the right time to introduce a child to a significant other, too. So you would, you know, you that it'd be for the parent to choose that, probably. True. Yeah. Okay, well, um, that was super fun. And Ben, I'm going to apologize to him profusely during the break. Uh, we're going to take a I'll quick... never forgive you. <laughs> we're going to take a quick musical break with Keto, and we will be back soon with Will and Julie Horowitz. Come right back. from Cooking Issues, and I'm here to talk to you about the Museum of Food and Drink, which is finally getting a brick-and-mortar space right here in Brooklyn, New York. So the Museum of Food and Drink is opening the MOFAD Lab, our first laboratory and gallery space, where we will be putting on an exhibition called Making It or Faking It, the history of the flavor industry. And it tackles a very important uh, topic, which is how the food system got to be the way it is now uh, as a result of the intervention of the flavor industry, how that happened. Get your tickets at tickets.mofad.org to come see the first exhibit ever of the Museum Museum of Food and Drink at the MoFad Lab, brought to you by Infinity on 62 Bayard Street. And we are back, and we are so psyched to have us within the studio today, Will and Julie Horowitz. Thank you for being here. Our pleasure. They Thank are you. the brother-sister-chef-manager team that owns Duck's Eatery on East 12th Street. And the somewhat recently opened Harry and Ida's Meat and Supply Company, Adelion Avenue A, that's blown up on the NYC pastrami scene, uh, with everyone from the Daily Meal to Eater to Gothamist to The Village Voice to The New York Times saying that they're giving NYC standbys a run for their money. So, welcome to the studio. Yeah, thank you. 
It's good to be here. Thanks for coming, guys. Um, I've had the pastrami, by the way. We both had the pastrami. It is After a Heritage Radio alcoholic-infused party, we had the pastrami, <laughs> and thank God for you guys, is all we'll say. Um, so I interviewed Will a couple years ago for one of my columns, and through it I learned that... Uh, Though they're both native New Yorkers, you know, you guys both were in very different parts of the country doing some very cool things, teaching and cooking on islands in the middle of nowhere. And then Will gets a call. I want to, in my mind, it's from Susan Sarandon being like, Will, <laughs> cook at my spin club because Will is a world championship ping pong player. Um, and so you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. World championship ping pong player? Uh, it, it's gotten a little blown out of proportion. I was a, I was a pretty good. Well, like, listen, how far back from the table do you I played it like this, right? <laughs> At least I was good enough where if someone could beat me in the country, I pretty much knew him very well. Wow. Uh, so I so wasn't like ranked for a How do you hold the paddle? Do you hold it the, the Asian way? The Depen- paddle? Depends who I'm playing. Okay. Ah, am I playing ooh. you? Am I playing a professional? Who am I playing? A professional. I hold it very like shake hand, they call it. It's almost like similar to a kitchen knife, actually. Oh, ah, yeah. Like Which he's actually knife. played with before. Yeah, we really? played, played with a chef knife. Well, wow. we, when Could we you first, like slice the ball in half as it's I, coming through? No, but I drunkenly tried a lot. Does that count? <laughs> um, we, we had this thing for a while where we were doing a chef knife, but we decided very quickly in the early stages of spin that after like two, three drinks, like the, I'm not allowed to play with a chef knife, so <laughs> I got really good at playing with a, with a stupid, you know, stool instead. That was, that was a like stool? my thing there. Yeah, yeah. Let's up. anyway. Let's move past that. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, so I, talking about spin. So so you <laughs> got hired to do the food at Spin, and you called on your sister Julia to come home and help you. So Julie, what was so cool about this idea? Like, I'm very close with my brother too, so I'm particularly interested in your guys' relationship. I've worked with my brother before. Hi, Danny. You're my favorite. I love you. Um, so. <laughs> So, like, what was so big about the call to come home to work in food with your brother when you were teaching on an island in the Indian Ocean somewhere? Um, I think, uh, well, I should preface by saying that I graduated, like, smack in the middle of the economic recession in 08. Fun. So, it Yay. was like, teach for America or volunteering somewhere. Gotcha. Um, so, instead, I went to this tropical island. I was teaching for about a year, and I had actually just gotten the offer to renew my contract, um, and I was actually Skyping home with my mom, told her about the renewal, and she started crying. Um, so I realized, you know what, I want to be home, I want to be closer to my family. And then soon after, I got on the computer with Will, who was like, I just got this crazy opportunity, you got to come home, start it with me. Um, and aside from having no other options, um, I thought, you know what, why not? We had actually drawn up a rough business plan before I left. Um, oh, so you had sort of thought about it already. We had thought about together. it in a very kind of primitive level. It never really got anywhere. Um, it was a late night grilled cheese place uh, by the Sounds bars really that we, we grew up in. Yeah, uh, of uh, course, the drunk <laughs> ping pong player thought of right. that one. <laughs> so, what were like? What was the early period of working together like? Like, did you guys get along really well? And so you thought that that would translate, or like, were there some really? Shitty bumps in the road to begin I, with. Honestly, I don't know why we thought that was going to be a good idea. Did your mom make you do it, it to get her back home from the tropical she's... island? No, working together. Oh, terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you both agree on that. <laughs> I was sort of waiting for a second for one of you to be like, like, it wasn't like a fantasy of, like, you know, like this great, like, picturesque family, like, no, working we, together this and wasn't taking well orders and out. stuff. Like, it was just like, oh, well, what the fuck do we do now? It was a spontaneous decision, uh. for sure. Um, so why did it work in the beginning? Like, how did you I work it out together? Um, 
you know, we both come to the table with very, very different skill sets. Fear of homelessness. Fear does <laughs> amazing nothing thing. else. Um, you know, I, I think uh, our mom definitely got a handful of hysterical phone calls from me. I don't know about from him. Um, really. I've come to learn now that that is not the professional way of handling a business relationship. Are there any tidbits from those phone calls that you're willing to share right now? Oh, she, she's talking about last week, right. by the way. <laughs> like on the car right here. Um, no, you know, just your typical run of the mill. My brother's being a jerk. My brother punched me. That kind of thing. Um, was there domestic <laughs> abuse <laughs> taking place? I'm sorry, it's so hard for me to concentrate. I haven't been in this radio station in a long time. It's a great place to be. I used to live like a block away from Roberto's, but it's like the only damn place where a server can wear a cape. And it's <laughs> been so bugging me out the entire time. It's amazing. Like, I want to wear a cape. Now Why can't chefs wear a cape? You can wear it. You guys There's can too much wear whatever fire you want. And in, my, in the kitchen to wear a cape. Uh, we have a small kitchen. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Now I'm going to be distracted by that. Too. Yeah, apologize. Yeah, I'm but, I mean, it's a great thing to be distracted about. It's a yeah. cape. Well, I, I know this is an awesome <laughs> studio. We are very lucky to be here at Heritage. It's cool. Um, so... Uh, how let's jump to the dating thing real quickly because I know the food thing will keep on coming. So <laughs> how are you guys? So you guys have two restaurants together. You're together a lot. You do very different things, but you've got sort of, you know, a good sized team now that according to what all of those publications say, you're all pretty close with. You guys are sort of like this big happy group of highly hyper creative people. <laughs> um, but how does that work? Like, my brother and I don't talk about dating, really. He does not want to know any details about my love life. I doubt that, actually, he's even listening to this show right now. Um, so how does, like, your dating... Where, I mean, Julie, you're dating somebody in your business? Um, he... <laughs> he was, yeah. but she fired oh, no. him. <laughs> Ooh, wait, wait, you fired your boyfriend? <laughs> fire him. We had a conversation where it was perhaps not so mutually agreed upon that he would stop working for us. Wow. Okay, Wait, so are you still dating him? I am. Wow. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about how, uh, with you guys, about how, like, so he was working for you, and then he wasn't? And then he was again, and then you started dating? Uh, no, we actually, so we went to high school together. Uh, okay. Um, Will was running our booth at the uh, HBO Summer Movie Nights in Bryant Park. We were uh-huh. selling pastrami. They ran into each other. I guess Will offered him a job at Doug's, and I kind of gave him these bring, sultry eyes. Why are you drawing this whole thing <laughs> out? Saying. I gave him a job. He's a good friend. You dated him, and then he, he wasn't doing a good job, so you Dude, fired no, him, and you guys have lived together. They just had their two-year anniversary. Oh, seriously? So, it had nothing to do with his job performance. Ooh. It had, oh, <laughs> oh, that's a contradictory <laughs> statement <laughs> right here. Kyle, if you're listening, I love you, and I'm so sorry, dude. Is that what you told him? Seriously, though? Oh my god! Oh, this got oh. so awkward. So communication is a strong point for you guys. Very right? much so. Like, clearly, yes. Um, Will, what was he? What wasn't he doing well? Yeah, Will. What was he? <laughs> I, I wasn't the one well. that fired him. Don't look at me. Well, so he was a friend from high school. We we're like, you cool with her dating somebody that worked in your company? Oh yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. why not? Would you care if he did? Because you're Will. You're still single. Are you single? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I was, you were a couple weeks ago, but now a lot has changed, so I need to make sure that I re-ask these <laughs> questions. So, so you're still single. Would you care, Julie, if he was dating somebody who worked in your company? I, uh, I mean, oh, there's absolutely nothing that would. I can say right now. You know, I've sort of thrown that rule out the window. I think. Um, 
No, I mean, listen, with whoever, whatever girl is showing interest in Will, I've got this... I get very protective. Everyone, that, everyone, anyone there. that's ever worked in a restaurant knows that. Let's be honest. Restaurants are the most like incestuous places on earth. We've it's actually so, had like a surprising. It's, 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 it's dirty. It's actually. very it's interesting. It's happened that much at Ducks. It's a very, little bit. It's very interesting. It's actually because, happening right now, but they don't know that we know. Uh, Typically, it's the older brother who's very protective of the younger sister. But you were just like, I don't give a shit who yeah, she dates. No, I mean, yeah. listen, don't be wrong. Like, if I give a shit, like if it's someone that's like. Like caring and like a good genuine person, then like in that sense, I don't care if like their relationship to me. You know what I mean? Like I only care about that. Like if it's if it's that. Besides that, like I'm not like oh my best friend wants to go like date my sister. Like oh that's messed up, man. Like I'm gonna meet you in the parking lot out back and forth. You know like that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know like who fucking that. cares? Like I it's my best members do that. It's if, so bad. if it's really a good friend of mine or whatever it is, then like <sighs> when I want that more because I genuinely like that person. So you know. Cheers to that. High five to that. I like that. Um. But you are protective of him, you're saying. I yeah, I mean I think he's got a way more laid back approach when it comes to my dating life. I think when I I definitely have like a set of criteria that he's What is your criteria for him? I mean Well, let's be honest, it's all pretty reactionary. I have a beautiful history of dating a whole lot of fucking wackos, so it's like a lot of wackos. <laughs> um, and you've had to live through that, so it makes complete exactly. sense that you might sort of want a little bit more. Yeah. Um if they're vegetarian, obviously that's kind of a no go. That's a mm. tough one for me. Hard, I feel like yeah. in the city, I deal with that constantly. Yeah. Or the thing is that for me is that like, <laughs> this is a great one. Girls are well, they'll tell me, you know, especially as a chef, like they'll tell me about how much they love food and this and that, and how they eat everything, and there's this they want to try everything, and then you'll go out with them, and we'll go out to eat, and they'll be like, oh no, uh, I don't really want to get the lobster because. Uh, I do eat everything. I just don't eat anything from the sea. <laughs> and, and and things that fly. So, so. well, you own two like hot restaurants. Why are you still single? <laughs> it's like a double edged sword. It's like it's like listen. Like you must get you, a lot of attention, you right? Tell, you tell a chef that like he can go eat anywhere for free, but he never gets to do that because he's always working anytime that he can go eat anywhere for free. So like that's what that's that's how we're that's how we have two restaurants right now because everyone's working like crazy people, you know. Which is why it makes sense <laughs> to date somebody who's working for you. So- whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not, <laughs> let's not start trying to flip it's that into like some sort of like motto yeah. of our business. I love how much I mean, this says about like both of you as people. You're like this. It's time management dating somebody. I feel like, you're like she's, ah, she's go for a, crazy a second away from throwing that into like an employee manual now. <laughs> if we start justifying this, it's not okay. That's not. A normal thing to do. No, it's, it's fine. We've moved past it. But let's not promote it. <laughs> well, I want to go back for one second to Julie. What you want in a girl for Will? Because I want this to sort of be like a call out for if you want to date Will Horowitz, you have to have these attributes according. Yeah, to maybe we can get some Julie. emails in and we Julie. can hook up. Yeah. Will so, Julie, with what does a woman have to have in order to date your brother? According to you, not according to him. According to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just want to hear from her first. Um, I think. Obviously, she's got to be attractive. See, she's got your back. Look at that. Yeah. The first thing. Gotta she's got to be able to kind of hold her own in a room. You know, Will likes to schmooze it up, so she's got to be able to sort of do the same without him. Yeah, I don't like shy people. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, no, it's I just like hard. Them. Yeah, it's but hard in, in this industry. Like, yeah. Being with someone, like, I, I like someone that can hold their own. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. I think she's got to be creative, obviously has to love food, or at the very least be open to learning about food. Um, she's got to love nature, because Will spends probably 85% of his free time now in the woods, foraging, yeah, picking things, eating mushrooms. I yeah, realize that that's not, that doesn't go hand-in-hand with every girl. I, it does not. I, I took a girl out the <laughs> other day, and she was just a friend, but like... I took her out to go mushrooming with me because I was in this mushroom class. And, like, you know, I don't know if you know a huge amount about mycology groups in uh, New York. But, you know, they're not, like, the coolest people. They're some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. But they're not, like, really, like, you know, the, they're, they're, nerds. They're, they're nerds. But yeah. it's regardless of which, it took me a second to put together and be like, oh, this is kind of a weird thing to take, like, a normal person to. Um, do you want to go, like, look around the woods for, like, fungus? But, um, you know. So they have to be able to do that because I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm not going to stop going outside. I'm not going to stop working like an animal and going out and like having fits of mezcal drunkenness around these fillers. Like those things are going to happen either way. So so she's got to be open to those kind of things too, not just to food. Open to mushroom foraging and mm-hmm. smoked and smoking and pickling things. You guys, if you haven't been listeners out there too, Harry and Ida's, it's sort of like from when I first met Will a couple years ago and he was smoking things upstairs in his apartment and then. <laughs> feeding them to me on the side like he's now has like this massive <laughs> space to be smoking and preserving and pickling well and- i mean it's just listen you don't have to I, for me like whether it's someone i spend a lot of time with whether it's a friend or a girlfriend whatever it is it's like i don't expect someone to like the same things that i like that's a crazy like totally egocentric thing i think for me it's just this idea of like just being excited to go out there and try things like well, you're a very I, curious you know? person you're curious about a lot well, shit, we don't have a lot of fucking time here. Uh-huh. You know, like, go out there, get out there, like, try stuff, like, say yes to things, like, you yeah. do everything, but, like, <laughs> get at it, man. Like, we don't got time to be sitting around and saying we don't like things from, you know, the flyer from the fucking ocean. The ocean's everywhere. I love that. I love that. Uh, all right. Now that everyone thinks Jacqueline and I are total baby-hating um, people <laughs> who want to, with you know, with designs to sort of end the human population. All, all I'm going to say is, uh, I read this thing not too long ago, and you know, every time they get the largest amount of Nobel laureates in a room, they do say the biggest problem with our support system is overpopulation. overpopulation. I'm just going to say that. Totally true. Good, thank you. I mean, right. The carbon footprint of a human being uh, is massive. Anyway, just to tie this in, first, we'll get to a question first, but first, really quickly, do the two of you want children? I mean, ones that I know of or don't oh know of. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> how many? Like, how like many might be out there already? Well, how many? Out, how many might you have I out don't there? Think so, but like, listen, I've been in a lot of countries. I'm not gonna lie, and and I mean, it's not <laughs> too crazy of an idea. If that anyone out there is looking for their daddy, the it could be Will. His head is in her hand. Um, no, but for for real, do you want children? Of your own in the future with a partner that you will... Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I mean, like, for me, it's like, I think of, like... And I've been spending a lot of time around some of my friends' kids, actually, this weekend, so... And we have a little brother, actually. But I think it's the experiences in the kid's life that make me want to like children. Like, I want to, like, you know, like, send my kid, like, out into the woods and, like, buy him his first gun and, like, do, like, <laughs> take him hunting and, like, just do cool shit, you know? Like, just... Just, I don't know. How, Those are the things that, like, make me happy. How about you, Julie? Um, I mean, I think, you know, right now I feel like the restaurants are my kids. Um, and if I have actual kids that turn out anything like that or as 
as uh, burdensome <laughs> as those that know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm at the age now where everybody around me is starting to have kids. So I'm definitely Kyle. <laughs> you're feeling the pressure. Is that <laughs> what you're pressure. saying? I'm trying to like. <laughs> and get how does in touch that pressure respond? How do you respond to that pressure? I mean, at first, like the first few babies, I was just like, I can't handle this. This is not anything that I want right now. Um, do you feel like obligated to, or like that you have? I to do. Have I definitely them? feel, as a woman, almost thirty, I definitely feel like there is an obligation out there to procreate. But and maybe it's easier for me. I mean, like well, our father had like a he just had a kid at like sixty. So wow, sixty? Not quite. But what, like fifty-eight? <laughs> yeah. He's an old dad. Yeah. So I mean. I- that seems like a good age to me. Um, <laughs> those things I want to calm down, slower pace of life, um, maybe a wheelchair. When, so if you're dating someone, last So if you're dating here. us, since we're on the half of the room that doesn't want to <laughs> we sort of split down the middle here. Uh, when would you want to find out that you're going to date with someone or a couple dates with someone? When do you think, and this is sort of, it ties into what... Uh, this this uh, reader Adam wrote into about like he was dating a woman who was very upfront from the beginning that she didn't want to have kids and he chose to date her and part of in his mind part of he's like oh maybe I can change her mind um, but it, you know it didn't it didn't but he enjoyed the time he had with her but he said like she told she respected me enough to tell me upfront and so it was a choice when do you think it's the right time like because it's also it's so weird to what, bring it up too soon what, what, it's like on a first kids? date yeah to say I, mean, I definitely don't not want the kids. first date I, I know, think we so could weird. all be <laughs> rationally clear about that like so that's no, I, don't want children. I, I also think the older you get um the the time frame is you know you want to know relatively soon i think if you're 33 and you're both dating and it's been a month and you've you know You've dated enough people to know that you like this person and want to move forward. I feel like a month in is kind of that's a very good point because like Ben and I have time. talked about how like it, t- it takes a while to find somebody you actually want to keep on dating. Right. So yeah, you but know yeah, enough at the same time though, talking them. to someone the first date that's like no, 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 that's no, like a scene as soiling green or something. Date. You know, that's also, like I also don't know that it necessarily has to be like a all right. Let's have this conversation. Right. I don't want like it, some, it just might be able to come, come up in natural yeah. conversation, I mean, and you can just. It I'm just curious what if it is on yes. the first day. What course was it at least in between? I, I don't. Is know. that like after salad? Bottle of wine. You know? like, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Fair. That makes sense. <laughs> the more, the more one, the more things yeah. come out. Exactly. Um, all right. So we're gonna. I guess, I guess let's say a month. If yeah, if it's been a month that you've been dating somebody, and then you, you should probably talk about it at that point if it hasn't come up already. Unless right. you're like 23. Right. It's true. Yeah. Because right. like, we're talking about mostly on the show dating in your 30s. So to right. me, that makes a lot of sense. If you actually feel like you could care about somebody, yeah, that's something that I you think that's share. pretty reasonable because yeah. then you're just like introducing yourself and you're like, hey, I'm uh, here for procreation. <laughs> it's good to Which meet you. Some crazy people, like um, a lot of women who want to have kids, are like, I'm 34. I don't. There are a lot of women who do, and that, like you were saying, Julie, like the timeline is short. You know, the older right. women get, it sucks, but that's. I mean, that's uh, our bag. Like, well, a lot of people adoption? are out there trying to meet someone just to have a kid, to with have them. a family. Yeah. So, to those of you who are, good I mean, luck. We salute you. Um, is there a site for that? They're, right. uh, they're probably the <laughs> we should start one. We might be able to make a killing right, off right, of that. Yeah, this might be our money maker. Um, <laughs> 
Sadly, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks uh, for both of you. Us. We really appreciate you having here. Uh, that's our show. Thanks to Will and Julie, and thanks to all of you people who wrote in and responded to our questions about dating and babies. Uh, we'll be back next week for the Lady Writers Show with Sarah Zorn of Brooklyn Magazine and Jamie Feldmar hey, of Mona Sarah. Creative. Yeah, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, debating the married and single takes on being a food writer in or out of love in New York City. Uh, until then, our theme song is Chloroform Perfume by No Denial, crooned by my pal Benny here. <laughs> our engineer today was Malachi. Thank you, Malachi. And our sponsor was Union Beer, who we love so very much. Uh, thanks to all of them, and thanks to you for listening. If you liked what you heard, and we hope you did, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and discover more awesome shows here at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We will be back next week. Bye. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Now tell me how I'm supposed to fill this hole. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org heritage radio network is a 501c3 non-profit to donate and become a member visit our website today thanks for listening